every moment spent in connection, reflecting on who we are and how we've grown, the moments that are full of joy and celebration, and then those moments that challenge us and ask us to change course, pivot in a new direction, and grow and change in ways that we never anticipated. Every moment spent in connection, sharing those reflections, coming together around shared experiences, changes who we are. Because it allows us to get to know who we are, to get to know our hearts, and it allows us to form connections and community around shared passions, interests, and joy. Welcome to Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Through conversations focusing on life's biggest lessons, this series will explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we create through sharing our reflections. It's an open and honest look at the moments and lessons in our lives that impact us. Every episode features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, full of joy, and get you thinking about the experiences in your life and the lessons they've taught you. Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. I am so excited to share with you guys the next episode in this series. And yes, you are getting two episodes of Lessons In this week, and I am so excited to keep sharing this series. Today, I'm joined by Lisa Poe. She's a spirited marketer and the mental health blogger behind Adventures and Anxiety. Lisa created Adventures and Anxiety in October 2018, really as an outlet for her good days and her bad days, and to provide a resource for those living with anxiety too. I really resonate with Lisa's journey and what she shared because through sharing her honest experiences and what's worked for her on the blog, she's been able to connect with others and support them in their journeys too. In today's episode, Lisa joins me to share a lesson that she's learned about accepting and embracing her anxiety, how she's created an anxiety toolkit, and the self-awareness that comes from stepping into our vulnerability. She so beautifully shares the growth that came from this experience and the joy that she's found. Her reflections, honesty, and vulnerability will leave you feeling inspired. Her tips for creating an anxiety toolkit will leave you feeling empowered. And her story will remind you that there is so much peace that comes from accepting and embracing our anxiety and mental health as part of our lives. To learn more about Lisa, what she's doing with Adventures and Anxiety, this week's new episode, and our series, Lessons In, head on over to our website, seekthejoypodcast.com. Everything is right there. I do want to tell you guys, there are some points in this week's new episode where the audio is a little choppy, the connection was kind of weird, but it doesn't take away from the phenomenal information and insights and personal journey and experience that Lisa shares. So I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's new episode, Lessons in Embracing Our Anxiety with Lisa Poe. So today we're talking about a topic that I know is so important because at its core, when we're talking about taking care of our mental health, it's really just as important as taking care of our physical health. And so for me, embracing my anxiety 
taking care of my own mental health has been, and I think really continues to be such an important lesson in my life. So Lisa, I'm really excited to talk to you about this because I think embracing our anxiety, accepting our mental health, and not being afraid to talk about it or not being afraid of its impact on our life, I think it's stepping into almost like a level of vulnerability for ourselves and then creating a way for, like to cope with it and to manage it is is such a game changer. So I'm so excited to talk to you about this today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. This is definitely something I'm passionate about. I think the timing of our conversation is also really relevant. It's super relevant. So I'd love to start off by talking to you about, you know, what has it meant for you to embrace and accept your anxiety and what has your journey with your own mental health look like? So to start with my journey with mental health, I would just like to say for so long that I suffered in silence, that I was the the walking stigma um, of mental health myself, even, even though I was suffering from it. Um, I was scared to tell people, I was scared to look crazy. And I think a lot of that started to hit, you know, late high school, early college years. It was really this, like, I must hide this from people mentality. Like, this is my personal struggle that I don't want anyone else to see. And that has completely flipped, Mm -hmm. done a 180 to where I am today, which is, I probably talk about it too much, almost. Um, No, but my... (laughs) You know, with my blog and my platforms, I mean, it's transformed from suffering and silence to not only telling my own story, but encouraging everyone else to tell their story. And I think what it's meant for me to embrace and accept that in my journey is it's just freeing. And I I really think, and I've said this before on my platforms, but telling your story from what I've learned will set you free. Mm -hmm. And I think that is that vulnerability piece Um, has really been the impact that it's had on myself and that I've now had on other people, which I'm so grateful for. I love what you said that telling your story has had such an impact on your life and it's been so, so freeing. What point did you start to share your story? Because I really resonate too with what you said about how you really suffered in silence and you felt like it was like your personal struggle and no one else really needed to know. So at what point did you start to share and to talk about it? Wow. Um, while I've had anxiety since I can remember, even before I knew what anxiety meant, Mm -hmm. I really was in the thick of it probably about 10 years ago when I was 18, 19. So end of high school, early undergraduate college years. And I really didn't start to open up. I would say I was around 24, 25, and it was a slow, gradual thing. And now I'm a completely open book about it just because it's been so healing. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, it took years. I truly, it took years. And I, only in the last three to four years have I really learned the importance of sharing this and the importance of letting it out and releasing it in some way and the healing of that. So it really took a toll for a long time Mm -hmm. to keep this all bottled up. And I think it was a big reason why it got so bad. That process of like letting it build up. I don't know. I've always like looked at it as like a volcano, like ready to erupt because you're just, you're like pushing it down and you're pushing it down. But at some point, you know, your truth, your feelings, what you're experiencing is going to rise to the surface and just, you know, 
not not explode, but kind of explode. Literally explode. And for yeah. me, I have very, very physical symptoms of anxiety. And I also um, have panic disorder. And for me, I physically react when it gets to that boiling point, like a volcano is about to erupt. I physically react. Mm-hmm. My whole body breaks out. I'm, you know, it, it's very physical for me. So it's actually real. Like I blow up. Yeah, like, I, I do. I, I explode. And um, it's been... It's been a long journey, but I've obviously come to a much more peaceful place with everything. Um, and, and a part of that is just just more self-awareness and more learning about these disorders and just accepting the fact that that's just part of who I am. I love what you said that it's started or it's come down to self-awareness and learning and diving deep. And I think this this aspect of knowledge and understanding is so important. What was that like for you stepping into that self-awareness more? Because I think sometimes when we're experiencing anxiety or depression, and I can say this for myself firsthand, I mean, there have been times where I've just been in almost like straight up denial about it, like didn't want to talk about it, didn't want to acknowledge it. And then there are other times where I'm like, yeah, this is actually, you know, what I'm experiencing. So what was it like for you to step into that level of self-awareness and, and to really understand, you know, what you were going through or experiencing? It was a game changer. Growing up, I didn't know what anxiety was. I don't think I ever heard the word besides like being anxious means you feel nervous. Mm-hmm, you know, I, I didn't mm-hmm. know much. Um, my parents noticed I was an anxious person or an anxious child, but it wasn't really topic of conversation, especially back then, quote yeah. unquote, back yeah. then. And just coming, it took, so from the stage of not even knowing what anxiety was to suffering and silence, hardcore, knowing what was going on and not wanting to share it to now, being more self-aware, really taking the time to work on myself, to learn about, and a lot of it is through talk therapy, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. years, almost 10 years of talk therapy and how to learn, like, what are my triggers? You know, what makes me feel anxious? What triggers panic attacks for me physically? Um, learning those things has been the answer to them, which is funny because you'll say like ignorance is bliss. And sometimes, yeah, ignorance is bliss. When I was mm-hmm. having panic attacks and my senior year of high school, I just thought I was like having a freak out or whatever I called it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. So I kind of got over it quicker. And, but then I would keep having them. Now I know what they are and knowledge is power. And I can do the preventative things now mm-hmm. to really make that difference. So that self-awareness piece is key when it comes to dealing with these. And I don't just mean from myself, but even just the knowledge of what's going on. If you have family members dealing with this, if you understand what they're going through, it's so much easier to support them for both sides. I think so too. That knowledge really is power and that self-awareness I think is a game changer. And often, you know, it's a process you go through. I think you go through like more difficult, tough times first before you can sort of get to the other side because there's a, for me at least, there was always like a lot to unpack at first. Like, okay, what's going on? What are those triggers? And so I love what you shared about preventative measures. Are there some tools or things that you rely on that has sort of become, I don't know, almost like your anxiety toolkit to kind of help you get through these these moments or when let's say your anxiety is is a little bit higher absolutely so anxiety toolkit we all love a good toolkit here it's super actionable yeah Um, i think people who have dealt with these things and now that anxiety is more common of a conversation some of these may seem simple but they really do make a difference so first things first i have to feel balanced so 
I'm not telling anyone to go on a diet or anything like that, but I eat very balanced meals. I still eat chocolate and dessert. I don't count Mm -hmm. calories, none of that. But my meals, if they have too much sugar, like I, you know, like kids who have a sugar high, like you spike, right? And then you crash down, which is an anxious, which is similar to your feelings of anxiety, right? So to avoid those type of ups and downs in my physical feelings, I just try to eat balanced meals. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. I don't try to eat certain amount of calories or I don't try to eat just vegetables and chicken. Like, no, you know, healthy fats to about, you know, some carbs, protein, making sure I'm getting the good nutrients, whatever that meal may look like. It's totally different for everyone. Balanced meals is like number one. And I'm not a nutritionist or anything, but I definitely do a lot of research mm-hmm. in this and um, it's made a huge difference. So that's, that would be number one or one of the tools mm-hmm. that I that I consistently have to use. Therapy is a big one for me. And I mentioned already discussing with you, but truly therapy to me is just expression, whatever that looks like. Going to therapy to a professional for me has been super beneficial, but for other people, maybe writing in a journal and reading it Mm -hmm. over, like what your thoughts spill out, like that that is therapeutic. Painting um, can be, you know, art, things like that, music, those can also be this expressive therapeutic thing. So whatever is therapeutic and a release for you, a form of expression, incorporate that regularly whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. so I lean in hard to talk therapy other people might prefer journaling or maybe calling their best friend and using that as it um so that's a big one and I take listen I take medication for my anxiety I've been on and off it for nine years now you know I've had times where I've been off of it completely and times like now where I'm back on it and I think learning about the medication and how it helps is a big, has been a big tool for me. And I'm obviously everybody's different, but I know there's a big stigma around taking medication for your mental health. And I, I'm a big advocate for do what's right for you. So that's also another really big one. I say, I think it definitely is such a stigma around, I don't think there's such a stigma anymore around therapy as there used to be but definitely around taking medication and you're very open about it. And I'm so appreciative of that because I think it really is about finding what works for you. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, prescription medication or going the more like herbal natural route, whatever it might be, you know, that might work for somebody. And I think it's important, you know, to recognize that and say, Hey, I love what you said. Like, Hey, do what works for you. And that for you talk therapy is that form of expression. I've never heard it that way before, but I love that because I think it's so true. It is. And Taking a step back to the medication thing, it blows me away. There's a stigma that's lowering around anxiety and the conversation of mental mm-hmm. health, depression, suicide, things like that. But for some reason, taking medication for it really has the stigma hasn't budged that much. And no, it hasn't. It really hasn't. And I, like I said, I was the walking stigma. I, I used to, I used to be scared to tell people I took it. Now I'm like, oh wait, you take an SSRI? I said, oh, which one? Like, (laughs) it's like a common conversation. Yeah. I just think everyone is different. And and I'm going to share this on this podcast with something that my first therapist I ever had said to me about medication because I was so scared of it for a year before I even would touch it. Mm -hmm. She said, listen, diabetics need insulin. So they take it, you know, they take insulin every single day in order to function properly. You have a lack of serotonin in your brain, which, you know, scientifically is what the depletion of serotonin is what 
you know, links to anxiety and depression. She said, so taking this medication helps to up, you know, the serotonin flow in your brain. So this is, if a diabetic can take insulin, why can't you take this? Like, why, mm-hmm. why are you so scared? And mm-hmm. I think it was really eye-opening for me. Like, oh, I just guess I thought they were different. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that way. Yeah. I think it goes back to, I think what I said at like the very beginning, which is taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of your physical health. And so sometimes we take those physical ailments and the medication or the treatments for those. We take that more seriously sometimes, I think, as a society than we do the treatment that we can you know, participate in or do what we can do to help ourselves for our mental health. And so if we can start to look at it as all the same, you know, we're going to be so much better off. I, I love I love what you just shared. Thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, find what works for you. And that goes back mm-hmm. to knowledge, digging into self, digging into what your triggers are, what will help you. And it's going to take time, but you have to dedicate that time to yourself. Yeah, you do. And it's really, really important. And I, I think that's that's the key, I guess you could say, or the tool, like learn what works for you and put in the time to do so. Mm -hmm. What has surprised you the most about this journey that you've been on? I think not only with your own mental health, but now sharing it so openly. I think the biggest thing is kind of two parts. One, um, that my story actually mattered. And that sounds so cliche, I guess, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't matter, um, especially in this space. But it resonated with so many others. I never thought in a million years that there were that many people dealing with similar struggles just in my immediate circle. So one was that my story made a difference and that was a huge thing. And I think this, the second piece, which is the biggest, most impactful piece, which I even like get chills thinking about is that I've been able to turn something that I thought was going to ruin my life, Mm -hmm. dealing with these mental illnesses to something that has enriched my life, kind of turning the tables and being like, there was a reason I suffered years with this and my whole life really and childhood. And now it's something that makes, that makes me have a purpose, you know, Mm -hmm. makes me wake up and get it. Like we were talking about, I stay awake at night, not because I'm (laughs) stressed or anxious, but because I'm excited about the, about how helpful this can be for others. And that's all due to the fact that it's just my story really boiled Mm -hmm. down to it. And that's really, exciting. If I impact one person, one person, that's enough for me. And I've been able to do that and more. And I'm just really grateful. Yeah. I I love what you just shared because it's so true. And I found it true for myself and pretty much like, it's so wild. Like every single person I've talked to on the podcast, our life experiences, I think always inform our passion and our purpose and what we do. And often we go through difficult times and we don't know why, like, why is this happening? What am I supposed to learn from this? But then it's what you learn from it, what you gain, like the perspective, the awareness that then you're able to use to help others. And it's a really beautiful, like full circle moment when it happens, but you don't always know like, oh my God, like, why is this thing happening? Why am I experiencing this? Yep. Why do I have to feel like this? Why was there a moment in time where I didn't know if I could move forward in life? You know, like, why was I there? But it does. And that's why you have to keep pushing through because eventually there's some sort of learning experience or some sort of light that will come from it. And mm-hmm. again, some of these things sound cliche and like, Oh, come on, you know, that's not, well, no, really like just keep pushing that there's, there's going to be something that comes from it. And for me, like I said, it turned from something that I thought was going to end my life or ruin my life. And um, it turned into something that's 
um, really given me a purpose in waking up every day. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it's totally enriched your life, I think, just based upon yes. what you've shared in our conversation. It sounds like it's totally enriched your life and brought maybe even more joy. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about about that element, like about joy. And Did your experience of joy change? as you began to have more awareness around your anxiety and develop this toolkit for yourself? I think I embraced and felt the joy more mm-hmm. once I understood myself more and have been able to do what I've been able to do and help others and who also struggle with similar things. And it, it's increased that level of gratitude that I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think joy is even more joyful now, but also, it, it just means more. Mm-hmm. It just means more now. Yeah. I have loved having this conversation with you and I'm so glad that we've connected because like I shared, anxiety and mental health has been a huge part of my life for as long as I can remember. Uh, my parents used to describe me the same way as like a super anxious kid. And for me too, like stepping into that element of like understanding, understanding this part of who I am and what works for me and how I can ground myself and, and really not feel shame, but feel more acceptance and, and really know how this part of me has enriched me, has been a game changer. And so I've loved, I've loved talking to you about this because it sounds like it's been the same experience for you. So Lisa, where can everyone find you and connect and, and learn more? My blog is adventuresandanxiety.com and you'll see my Instagram on my blog as well, which is just at adventuresandanxiety on Instagram and Facebook as well. So I'm always trying to answer all the DMs and comments and really trying to be a resource for everyone um, and just let everyone know that you're not alone if you're feeling this way. And I think our conversation today, just the fact that you and I have so many mm-hmm. similar feelings about this and experiences is like re- re-emphasizes that none of us are alone in this and that our yeah. stories matter. So please, yeah. please come find me, come chat with me. I'm more more than happy to. Perfect. Everything's going to go in the show notes. It'll be so easy for everyone to connect with you because I know they're going to want to after hearing this conversation and you're an awesome resource. So I'm excited to share this um, with the Seek the Joy community. So thank you so much again. Thank you so much, Sydney. I'm so honored. 